blessings in Jesus, dear friends. You know who I am. If you don't, that's to your blessing and advantage. I'm James Jacob Prash from Oriole Ministries. I'm normally with you here on Catching Up with Jacob, but now Jacob is going to have to be caught up somewhere else. Uh, At the time you'll be watching this, I'll be speaking in Northern Ireland in Belfast uh, on a pre-booked engagement with some wonderful believers in Northern Ireland. Compared to most of the rest of Britain and, and Europe, there's still a lot of Christians in Northern Ireland on a comparative basis. Not what it once was, but certainly more so than you'll get in England or Scotland or Wales or <clears throat> continental Europe. And that's where I am, so I'm not with you, but I'm glad you're with us. Uh, just a, one or two comments on the, the week's events that I just wanted to highlight. Of course, we're consumed with the events in the Middle East and the war in Israel. If you don't know, another young believer in the military in Israel was killed. This time a young girl about 21 years of age. Her name is Alina Provosopova. Her parents are Russian Jewish believers. They attend a bilingual Russian Hebrew fellowship in Haifa. Now, Haifa is where my own children are born, my wife's home. I've lived in Haifa many years. And uh, she's only 21. She was an ensign in the Israeli Navy, and she was killed in combat day before yesterday. We just learned about it. Uh, Lior, uh, one of the Morial team members, an evangelist, and uh, a pastor, Yossi, of a congregation we support in Galilee, visited her family today. And as you can imagine, it's devastating. Last week, we, of course, announced the loss of of David Ratner, a young believing soldier who was killed near Gaza as well, just a little over a week ago uh, or so. These things are difficult. Most of you know or have heard, heard me point out that most of the believers in the Israeli military are in combat brigades. They volunteer for combat. It's a part of their testimony as they see it. Now, we've been sponsoring two army brigades. One is actually an Air Force Force brigade at a frontline air base in Galilee where airstrikes are launched against Hezbollah. And uh, this is, again, a frontline air base. Um, Serious stuff. And also units of the Golani Brigade. The Golani Brigade are a, a frontline combat brigade that serve in the Golan Heights and in along the Lebanese border. They're facing off Hezbollah as we speak. Um, <clears throat> and there's a number of believers, including sons and daughters of members of the Morial team, of our team, of our branch, the Morial branch in Israel, have sons and daughters in these brigades. The reports we've been getting have been wonderful. Terrible losses, terrible situation, and we feel nothing but compassion for the Arab children who Hamas are using as hostages and human shields. Not only have Hamas taken Jewish children as hostages, as usual, they're using their own as hostages. And of course, the BBC and the CNN not to mention Al Jazeera, are more than happy to blame Israel. 
it's incredible what's happening in the international media. The lies upon lies. I've tried to answer some of these things on the internet um, comments, but what do they care? But I've just watched people lie. I've watched stupid left-wing women lie. I've watched Muslims living in the United States lie. You have a growth in international anti-Semitism. Remember, the Hamas Charter is not just against Zionists, it's against Jews. But as we pointed out, and you can watch the leader of Hamas, we've actually webcasted it, saying this is not just about, quote-unquote, killing the Zionists and about Palestine. It's about all 510 million square kilometers of the earth and getting rid of the Christians. That's what Hamas says. Yet you've got stupid left-wing people, even naive Christians, blaming Israel for defending itself. Again, we've talked about the idiocy of the left. They're all pro-women and pro-homosexual, ignoring what Hamas and Iran do to homos and Hezbollah do to homosexuals and the way they treat women. This is the absurdity of these people. They're spiritually blinded. They're truly spiritually blinded. But we are helping these soldiers. Now, you know, the people in the regular Israeli army are called Keva, Keva. And they pretty much get most of what they need from the army. They get parcels from their mother, but they get most of their basic needs. But the Israeli army is not made up of the keva, of the regular soldiers. The Israeli army is a civilian army made up of people what are known as miluim, miluim. They're like the reserves. They're all civilians. And although they'll get the ammunition and weapons they need, they don't get warm socks, footwear, things like first aid kits, masking tape, Practical things ain't batteries. We've been sending a lot of this aid, quite a fair amount, to these two units, one in Air Brigade and one in the Golani. And it's been a wonderful opportunity for the believers in those reserve units to distribute the parcels we've been sending them and things we've been buying for them and saying... This is for Christians, from Christians who love you and who pray for Israel and the peace of Jerusalem. This is for Christians who say, we love you because Jesus, Yeshua, <clears throat> was a Jew. You gave us our Messiah. Because the New Testament was written by Jews. You not only gave us the Tanakh, the Old Testament, you gave us the New Testament. And we love you because you gave us the New Testament and you gave us Jesus. And we stand with you and we're praying for you and we support you. And we don't care what the world says or the United Nations says or the corrupt media says or corrupt politicians say or what the Islamic world says. We stand with Israel and the Jews. Jesus is a Jew. We stand with Israel. And this, of course, opens doors for opportunity. And don't think it doesn't make an impression on Israelis. They see today, today, it was reported. A lynch mob attacked an airplane, a lynch mob in Russia attacked an airplane arriving from Tel Aviv to hang the passengers for being Jews. Hamas in its charter doesn't say it hates Zionists, it says it hates Jews. 
in the Hadith. The last day will not come until the tree says, there's a Jew, I'm hiding him back of me, come and kill him. That's their religion. It's in their literature. They see the Brooklyn Bridge was closed down by 7,000 Islamic savages. Radical Muslim savages. Now, I'm sure there are moderate Muslims who don't approve of this kind of thing. But the ones who closed down the Brooklyn Bridge were savages. Brooklyn is the biggest Jewish population center in New York. And New York is the biggest Jewish population center in the world and in history. Yet the Muslims yesterday closed down, uh, so Friday, closed down Grand Central Station. I used to work in Grand Central Station. They closed it down, tens of thousands. What's happening in London, in Paris, in Sydney, Australia, riots, gas the Jews, gas the Jews. They're seeing the walls against them. But they're up there, frontline combat brigade, and they get a parcel. Here's some good food. What do you need? Footwear, socks, first aid kit? Yeah. These are practical things. These are gifts from Bible-believing Christians who love you. In the United States, in Great Britain, in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, Europe, they stand with you, and they want you to know they're praying for you, and they're not going to abandon you. As we say, he who keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. It opens the door for witnessing opportunities, for real evangelism. These soldiers, they can't deny this. They can't deny. Well, everybody hates us. Why are these people standing with us? Why are these people being our friends, speaking up for us, sending us these parcels? Why are they different than the other ones? I've often said, looking at the scriptures, Jesus is coming for a spotless bride. What is God's acid test? How will we know the church is what it's supposed to be for Christ to come back? When they can provoke the Jews to jealousy. What do you have that we don't? I can tell you what we have that you don't. We have your Messiah. That's what we have. We have your Messiah. Provoke them to jealousy. Now, please keep the families of these believers who've lost a son and a daughter, the Ratna family, and also the Pravasapova family in prayer. Children were young. I know what it's like. My son was in a frontline combat brigade. My son was in Israel during a war. It is not an easy thing. And I had already lost a relative in September 11th in New York when the <clears throat> radical Muslims attacked the Twin Towers in Manhattan, my home city. These are not things that are alien to me or things that I only watch on TV. I know what it's like firsthand. I've seen these things. I've seen some terrible terrorist attacks in the aftermath in, in Israel in the years I've lived there and times I've been there. 
<clears throat> we know what it's like. And we desperately, desperately need your prayers. Desperately need your prayers. Please keep the believers in prayer. Please keep the Moriel team from the Moriel branch in Israel in prayer. And above all, keep their children in prayer because they have children who serve in the military. In, 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 in the Keva, in the regular military. We need your prayers. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Shalom, shalom, Yerushalayim. Inquire into its welfare. Pray for the witness and testimony of the believers in the military. Most of them are what's known again as Kravi, combat brigades. They volunteer because they see it as part of their testimony to say, we're Israelis, we're Jews, we're what you are. This is our country and we will defend it from the satanic religion of Islam, at least of radical Islam. And they're there and they're doing it. And so far we've lost two. We've lost two. I can't tell you when my son's position was, I was speaking at a church in California. I was watching on the news in the green room at a big conference when my son's position was getting hit heavily from Lebanon by Hezbollah a number of years ago. And I didn't know what was happening to my kid. And I, I know he was there. His position was getting hit. I saw it on the news. And I had to go out and speak in front of three, 4,000 people. It's not easy. It's not easy for these believers and their families. And again, I speak of people I know. I speak of pastors. David Ratner, who was killed, his father is a pastor. I speak, of course, of the children of the Moriel team members. We desperately need your prayers. Now, if you are led of the Lord, and we don't ask for money for Moriel. We never did. We never will. There's been a handful of times, like the Haiti earthquake, when the Chernobyl children had the radioactive poisoning, and Beryl helped bring them to England for medical treatment uh, for, for leukemia from, from Chernobyl, uh, and, and, and Hurricane Katrina. There's been three times where we've asked people to donate money. Um, there was another time, there was a crisis in Africa uh, that we had to deal with, but We've never asked for money for Moriel or for ourselves, never. We assure you, every single dollar, pound, penny, pence will go towards donated. If you are led of the Lord to make a contribution in any country to the believing soldiers, there is a special ministry that just ministers to believing soldiers, practically, materially, as well as spiritually. And I talked to them uh, several days ago, and they told me, we know this is going to be drawn out. They're going to have considerable needs. Um, we have been a financial sponsor and supporter of them, but we need to do something substantial now. And the Lord has been bringing the money in. He's been telling Christians to send contributions. Again, I'm not asking on behalf of Moriel. None of it will go to Moriel. It's going to the believers in the military in Israel. Uh, if you're led of the Lord to make a contribution, just go onto our missions page, onto the Jerusalem Evangelism Fund, and in the comments write soldiers. Soldiers fund are just soldiers. And that's exactly where it will go.
We need the money, but we desperately, desperately need the prayers. This is a very ugly situation. Uh, as you know, I do not believe the Biden administration is on the side of Israel. I believe they're doing what they have to do because it's an election year coming up and they're trying to retain Jewish votes and things of that nature, but they've never done anything but betray Israel. The people he surrounds himself with are either incompetent or opposed to Israel. We know of at least three Iranian agents in the Biden administration. Three! They've just got another one now, Ali Vaez, instrument, in, instrumental in transferring $6 billion from the United States government to the Iranians to fund terror. The betrayals by Biden and Obama in total amount to $300 billion when you count the fact that they're not enforcing the oil embargoes that Donald Trump did. And I'm not campaigning for Mr. Trump. I'm not making a political statement. I'm simply saying facts. Do not trust the Biden administration. Do not believe him. He's not an honest man. He's not even a compassmentous man. And the people surrounding him are devious people. This Robert Malley, this Jake Sullivan, these are no friends of Israel, and I, I believe they're no friends of America. Please pray that the Lord would intervene. I'd also really ask again seriously that believers would please pray and keep in prayer the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. He is a safe Christian. He is a genuine conservative. He's a constitutional lawyer. He's a constitutionalist. Please keep that brother in prayer that God would keep his hand on him and protect him and his family. Well, finally, please pray that the Lord would close the mouths of the lying media because they're lying. As this thing drags on, they're not going to talk about the hostages. They're going to talk about what the Israelis are doing. Just think, not only is it a situation now where Hamas attacks Israeli civilians and, as usual, uses their own, even their own children, as human shields, putting the entrances to the tunnels, to the tunnel network, under schools, hospitals, mosques, and launching rockets from populated civilian areas. So when the Israelis are forced to fire back in self-defense, there's collateral damage that the Israelis tried to minimize. The Israelis have told them to evacuate Gaza City. They've dropped leaflets. They've done everything. They've not targeted Arab civilians. Hamas has targeted Israeli civilians. But Israel has not targeted Arab civilians. They've done everything they reasonably can to limit collateral damage. Hamas is not only holding Israelis hostage and some others, including Americans, Brits, Tanzanians now. I believe the young German girl was killed, murdered. They are holding their own people hostage. Of the aid that so far has entered Gaza, very little of it has gone to the people. Most of it has been taken over by Hamas, which is the government of Gaza. It is, by good report, reliable report, believed that there are at least 500 million, I'm sorry, 500,000 gallons of gasoline and diesel 
petrol stored in those tunnels. Why are they not using it to help their people? They're demanding more before they release the hostages. In other words, we're going to hold your hostages. You have to give us oil. You have to give us things we can use to continue our jihad against you before we'll release them. No, release the people. Then once you give us the hostages, we'll let the aid in. No, 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 no. No, you give us the aid. And they don't care about their people. Moreover, little of that aid thus far has gone to the people of Gaza. It's gone to Hamas. They don't care about their people. They don't. That's just the nature of their religious mentality. They're fundamentalists. The jihadists. And again, the kind of criticisms coming against Israel and the shameful disgrace of Jews remaining in the Democratic Party with the squad, with the squad, instead of kicking them out of Congress for disloyalty. There is precedent for that happening in the Civil War. Pro-slavery secessionists were thrown out of Congress during the American Civil War for disloyalty to the United States. Why is Tliab and Omer and Alexander Ortega Cortez and Presley and Lori Bush, why are they not kicked out of Congress? Not even censored. And that's okay with Chuck Schumer. That's okay with Steve Cohen. That's okay with Blumenthal and Spritzer. It's okay with liberal Jewish American politicians. But it's not okay. It's certainly not okay in the eyes of any real justice or any divine conviction about justice. This is what's happening. Such it is. Now I'll leave you in the good hands of my colleagues. I hope to be with you next week. Meanwhile, every blessing in Jesus. Catching up with Jacob, U.S. stocks enjoyed a broad rally Thursday with the 11 S&P 500 sectors ending the day in a positive territory. Sorry, wrong script. Uh, welcome to Catching Up with Jacob. We have a panel. If you haven't, make sure you've already uh, watched Jacob's intro to this. Uh, introducing first, of course, my brother from the South Pacific, the man with the golden voice, Sandy Simpson. Hi, everybody. So glad to be here today and uh, with my friends. Thank you once again for joining us, Sandy. And of course, the person that I go to for legal advice, which I need a lot of, Steve. Hey, good to see you, Jay, and all of you, actually. Great great, great to be here. Finally, my, my brother, my co-host of Ken's Corner, Ken, welcome to Catching Up with Jacob. What's happening? What's happening? I give you a salute. Boom. So good to see everybody. Uh, we have a great show, great panel for you. Uh, we're going to get 
jump right in here. We're going to talk about a myriad of topics. Um, first topic that we have, inflation. It's too high. But according to the federal government, specifically the, uh, the people that control interest rates, everything's okay. Inflation is too high, but the economy is growing like gangbusters. The job market shows signs of slowing, but has clocked 33 consecutive months of gains. There is no recession in sight. Even though the Federal Reserve have pushed interest rates up faster than it has in yeah. decades. I'm going to start with start with you, Ken. Um, the Federal Reserve is, uh, I, I, you know, are they denying reality? Possibly. They're they're not a fed they're not federal and they're not reserve. Let's mm -hmm. let's let's mm -hmm. let, let's go down to let's go down to to the brass <laughs> brass tax. But it's amazing the um, the gaslighting that everybody's just and and then the people that buy into it. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy that we can see we can go to the store and buy something. We can go look at a car and buy something. We can go to anything and and go buy something. And if it's not double or or, or triple price, it's it's there's inflation and and it's there. Absolutely. They're lying to us. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely true. Um, Sandy, you know, I, when I read, when the land opened the third seal, I heard the living creature saying, come, behold, and I saw a black horse. The one riding on it held a balance scale in his hands. And I heard something like a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius, but do not harm the oil and wine. When I read that, and I look at today's economy, and I look at the skyrocketing cost of food, fuel, um, I'm it's like I'm I'm witnessing the seal being opened. Do you get yep. the same we're, sense? We're on our way there, that's for sure. Oh, by the way, Biden has harmed the oil, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, look at look at what's going on with people. People are dipping into their savings they're cashing out of their iras mm -hmm. they are hurting big time mm -hmm. so this is this stuff from the government is just a bunch of bunk it's to try to get biden reelected, and uh you know bidenomics is an absolute utter failure so uh it's called don't believe what these guys are saying because it's you know it's self-promotion on their part you know Steve, I, I, I put put it to you. Um, have you noticed in your daily life any type of change that you've had to make because the prices of things with the inflation have yeah. just gone incredibly crazy? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I don't, um, you know, take much. I don't eat much fish. I really very little uh, beef. That's, that's out. Um, there's a whole bunch of products. The prices are going way high. Even some vegetable prices, you know, a dollar for a whatever, an avocado or an orange or a dollar twenty-five. I mean, I have to, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm on limited income like a lot of people are, and I have to really uh, watch what I buy, and I know what it's, you know what it's like to be in that boat, and it's getting worse. It's not getting better. Uh, so that leads into our next story, actually. Um, if nothing is done according to the Social Security Administration, benefits will be cut by 25% across the board within the next 10 years or so. 
The Social Security benefit, which mainly go to retired workers, impact over 50 million people per month, with recipients <clears throat> getting an average payment of $1,800, according to, according to the administration. Without policy changes, the program is heading to insolvency in the early 2030s. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, uh, anyone can respond, but to, to me, with someone on a fixed income living on $1,800 in California... Uh, to pay for rent, transportation, oh. insurance, and then mm-hmm. on top of that food, it's absolutely impossible. Even yeah. if they own their own home. Yeah. Mm. Would, yeah. It, would I be safe in assuming that in uh, uh, where you're at, Sandy, that $1,800 does not go very far either? <laughs> I wish I had $1,800. I'm, no, I'm nowhere <laughs> near that. But, you know, it's because I've been a missionary most of my life. So, you know, I've been out of the typical workforce, so I don't get very much money from Social Security anyway. It barely makes my car payments. So, you know, uh, yeah, even here where it's it's probably one of the cheapest places in the country to live, it's difficult to, to make it. So you're seeing that nationwide. How how is it out there in California, uh, uh, Jay? It's probably ridiculous. Um, I mean, my dad is on a fixed income, and uh, if I was not paying most of the rent, most of the food, he mm. couldn't make it. No way. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No way. And Jay, uh, as you know, having the joy of being a Californian like myself and my wife, uh, every time you pull into the gas station, I say thank you, Mr. O'Biden. Because in California, and of course, not just him, it's our illustrious governor, Nuisance. I mean, uh, Newsom. That's Emperor Newsom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Emperor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's been like $6, and sometimes we get a break, and it goes down to 5 and once in a while we see a four ninety eight. Wow, wow, it's dropping. Wow, what a, what a wow. great deal. Let's go to Costco for $4.98. <laughs> Let's go party. It's yeah. going to kill you guys when you hear that. In South Carolina, here, it's it's usually around right now. It's around two ninety nine. Yeah, that's what it, that it's around uh, three three something yep. three three thirty three forty here in uh, Asia. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, a, it's a much cheaper place to live, but still, even then, it's it's still a lot more expensive than it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I grew up in uh, Spring, Texas, and I I can remember, and this mm. is maybe because I'm getting old. I can remember paying 75 cents for a gallon yep. of gas when I was growing up in the uh, early yeah. 80s. I worked in a gas station down there, and we were having gas wars, and we brought our, our price down to 19 cents a gallon. I remember that <laughs> no, I, I in Michigan when they had the, um, the gas wars, and uh, yeah, I was paying 19 cents. And uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. unbelievable. Wow. You know, this discussion on Social Security, it was something that was brought forth to make sure that we had a, a net for people that were going to fall through the cracks, the elderly. And mm-hmm. societies are usually judged by how they treat two people. They're the animals yeah. and mm. they're elderly. And the Bible says that we are to honor our fathers and mothers. And that word in Hebrew is not like honor them with just your words. It's an honorarium. It's you're physic you're financially responsible for your parents 
as they were financially responsible for you. And mm. when this was first proposed, this was first proposed under Roosevelt, correct? The Social Security. I think so. This was part yes. of the the New Deal, correct? New Deal. Yeah. I think that this is a good indication of where socialism leads you, because this yes. is uh, this is a yeah. promise broken. This yeah. is abuse. This is abuse of the taxpayers' money that they have put in to this. And where has the money gone? Sure, surely that money that has gone in went to something. My question is, what did it go to? It obviously didn't go to paying or investing or paying yeah. paying off the people that were currently in the system. Yeah, it went, it went to projects like Solyndra, yeah. which was... Mm. Uh, where Obama had invested in that company, and mm -hmm. then it disappeared. Nobody knows where that money went. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, we we inflated away the dollar with government spending in the last thirty, forty years. Even going back to Reagan, we had a I think a fifty billion dollar deficit, and it just keeps going up and up exponentially. And that means the dollar is not going to buy what it used to buy. It's it's mm -hmm. more dollars, less goods. It's it's inflationary throughout, primarily government government spending and all the boondoggles you just mentioned, and so mm -hmm. that's just not going to stop. And it it is going to be a crisis. It is already a crisis for the elderly. It's already a it crisis. is. Yeah, it is. You know, speaking of inflation, you know the way that the Romans took care of inflation, or actually caused it for that matter, is uh, instead of actually making there was a fixed number of gold, they would actually take little slivers off of their coins. And then melt them down and make more coins. Yeah. And mm -hmm. anytime you mm -hmm. do that, there is inflation. Yep. We took that those lessons and we ran with them to the goalpost. Oh yeah. 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 The question is if it was just the United States, it'd be one thing. Yeah. But is there is there any currency in the world that is not experiencing horrible inflation. I, I mean, this is a question I don't even know the answer to. I don't know. We talked about it all, but in your guys' mind, can you can you think of where inflation isn't ravaging the populace? No. 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 I think it's worldwide. Hmm. Which, which should tell you something. Which should tell you that everybody is dealing with the same problem. Uh, yeah. The government is out of control with supplying money to their yeah. sycophants. And which means when, not if, but I think it's already here. In Europe, for sure, the United States is just playing with numbers. We're in a recession, and many, many, many measurements to look at. The fact is, uh, who, which nation is going to pull the world out of the uh, recession and or depression? I don't see any fix in the future. Just another matter, which is going to be the global currency, and that's why it's going to be forced upon the nations that's you know they mm -hmm. gotta have to a lot certain amount of credit to you from the central banks and they'll have, have maybe just enough to eat and if you're good you know if you do good and you say yes sir they'll probably give you some money you can eat so yeah so <laughs> let, me, let me let me try to process that so the irresponsibility of the government we need to replace that you know we need to replace that with more irresponsibility from the government Sure. Now in the form of a digital universal currency, so that they yeah. can do the whole thing again from scratch. Yeah, don't we trust them the first from the first? Yeah, boondoggle. 
Got it. Got Amazing. it. <laughs> All right. So, you know, again, feeding into our previous topic about inflation, uh, at the same time that Americans and people around the world are dealing with inflation, uh, we have this aid package for Israel that does not meet the, meet the expectations of Biden. So the story is the House under Speaker Mike Johnson has approved $14.5 billion of military aid for Israel. However, to offset it, included in the military aid package, the government must cut spending elsewhere. That, that's novel, that's new. Uh, this was approved 126 to 196 with 12 Democrats joining Republicans. What's interesting is that Biden will said he will veto this bill because 14.5 is not the 106 billion he asked for so that he could fund the Ukraine conflict. He could also fund the continued saber rattling with China and address the border security with Mexico. He wanted mm-hmm. 106 billion to do all of that. The Republicans gave 14.5 billion for Israel. Uh, Representative Jim McGovern of Massachusetts, uh, the top Democrat on the House uh, Rules Committee said, Republicans are leveraging the excruciating pain of the international crisis to help rich people who cheat on their taxes and big corporations who regularly dodge their taxes. Funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, the Senate, Chuck Schumer said that the House bill would be dead on arrival. Hmm. So, Works. gentlemen, in the midst of a global financial meltdown where people are finding it hard to make ends meet, we have $14.5 billion to send to Israel, which, by the way, is not... It's not a country, I'm, I'm afraid, that is necessarily lacking in, in funds. Let's, let's just be honest about the situation. Israel has mm-hmm. money. Yeah. And uh, I, I, the proportions are insane to me because it seems $106 billion and all he's got was $14 billion. How is this going to... How is this going to even, like, how do you get to there? Because you go to a car dealership, you say, i like to buy this car for $20. And the dealership's, well, this this car costs 2000 I can't sell it to you for twenty. How mm-hmm. How is there going to be any compromise between those two numbers? And how, how are we going to get there? Please, anybody, I, I, I leave it open to the panel. This is ridiculous, the amount of money that is going outside of the country. It's dysfunction, pure and simple dysfunction. Yes, that's it. That's the word for it. That's it. Yeah, you, you, it, when money doesn't mean anything, I mean, they could say trillion. And how, how, what's our debt? Thirty-four trillion or whatever it yeah. is. At it, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't. You know, they're just, it's just going to keep going and going and going and going yeah. until it all. You know, I think they're trying to crash it on purpose. I, 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 I don't see it. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, you know, you, you spend a trillion here and a trillion there. After a while, it adds up a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think most people even can imagine a trillion dollars. Yeah. It's so much yeah. money, you can't even imagine it. But, you know, uh, these guys, uh, 
heading our government, they just figure, hey, we can just print more money. It's no problem. Just print yeah. some more. I would say they're like drunken soldiers spending, but you know I wouldn't wouldn't want to you know or sailors. I did I wouldn't want to insult our servicemen. Insult yeah, yeah. I mean. yeah, you don't want to insult the drunken sailor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I don't uh, I don't think there's enough alcohol for the amount of money that the government <laughs> prints up to buy to be a drunken oh, sailor. Man. Yeah, there is literally no amount of goods. What does this what does this lead to? I mean, you said that they want to purposely crush the system, but yeah. to to what end? To, to to just introduce a new way of crashing the system? It's to build back better. It's it's the build back better. That's all it is. They want to they want to crash it. They want to crash. Yeah, they want to crash it on purpose, and they want to build back better. Everybody's under uh, all the, the 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 you know worldly rule now, and then we're just That's waiting. It. for the, we're just waiting for that world leader. We're just waiting yeah, for him to show it's, up. It's all geared toward a one toward. world government. And yeah. so you have to destroy uh, the old to get to the new. Yeah. And that's what they're all about. Every single thing they do is geared right. toward that. They're all globalists. They, they have to destroy the dollar system. And it's, uh, yep. it's, yeah. it's definitely uh, falling apart as, you know, as we sit here. And that will help introduce whatever it is they want to introduce, some kind right. of world system, digital money that they'll produce from the central banks and yep. a lot of, you know, our stipend so we can, basic income so we can eat. Yeah, they're pushing yeah. things out to see what will work. They're just, they're just, yeah. they, they, yeah, the CBDCs, if they don't work, they're going to go another route, oh. you know, and it'll, it'll be some type of, uh, yep. you know, global, global financial system, but yeah, yeah that, that, that system won't work, but that's what they're yeah. going to do. Well, that's, that's, that's the, the interesting end. part. This, the whole, this whole scheme won't work. They no, haven't no. thought it through at all. No. And no. there are, are dire ramifications for where they're heading us yeah. to. And yet, you know, they don't see that that actually it's a good thing to have different nations, and you know, yes. and uh, you know the, that's the way it's been. And yet, you know, they don't from see time that, immemorial. That you know, it's a basically. good thing to have different but, nations. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just they they think that they know better. They're going to create this wonderful utopian society where everybody gets along and nobody's judging anybody for anything. You know, that's why we got to get rid of the Christians and the and the Jews, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, got to get rid of them. Of course, they don't think, hmm, who's going to be the uh, recipient recipients of this new world order? It's mm -hmm. the Muslims mm -hmm. who are absolutely the most intolerant people of all. And yet, yeah. you know, all these people are out there pr protesting right now. Oh, we got to help out the Palestinians. You know, go try to live over there as a homosexual and see how you do. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know that they're trying to crash a system to replace it with something that will lead to an eventual, um, you know, leader that will offer pre uh, peace and prosperity. My question is: this is this mismanagement? Is this corruption intentional? And are they aware of what they're trying to build up to, or do you think they're completely? I, I, oblivious to the to the ramifications of their deal. No, I think that they some of them are definitely aware because this is something that's been around for a long long time all the way back to the Templars and you know they they uh they've been talking about this in the Catholic you know the Catholic Church and 
you know, uh, builder burgers and all that. They, they've been talking about this stuff forever. Uh, mm -hmm. So there are the, the elite are in on this. Uh, the, the normal person, I would say, no, they're not really they don't understand where this is headed to. Unless you're a Christian and you got the Bible, then you can understand where it's heading. But if not, you just you just take the word of these people, you know. Yeah, I think even even Chris, Christians today are looking for uh, a, a strong man to save them, even though you know the Bible warns mm -hmm. us not to put our faith in men. <clears throat> that's the dangerous part. Um, that's, that's this it. is why an awful lot of people are going to end up taking the mark yep. because they're going to think, well, how am I going to buy anything? You know. Uh, I can go ahead and take the mark. Hey, you know, uh, repent later, like John, John, MacArthur, John MacArthur, said. MacArthur said it was okay. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. I believe yes. John MacArthur. Yeah, and an awful lot of people listen to John MacArthur. They do. Pastors is, all over the country listen to him. It's they unbelievable to, to me, you know. Yeah. And Jacob has been right in challenging what what he's talking about. But once you get into the Calvinism thing, oh, you know, he's he's your big, uh, you yeah. know, Number favorite one. guy. Yeah. Yep. I was driving by Grace last night, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, mm. and uh, the parking lot was full. Parking lot was mm -hmm. full for a, I'm sorry, it was Wednesday night. Wednesday night oh. Bible study. The two parking lots, the one on the side of uh, Grace Community and the one on the other side of the street completely full yep. so there is cool. no lack of people that will no. that no. And, will go uh, to people like John McCarthy. Yeah, Un and unfortunately uh, the heretics are also benefiting from this I mean I drive by Stephen Furtick's churches all the time here mm. in North Carolina and they're mm. just absolutely packed to the gills and mm. this after he got up on stage and said I am I, I am almighty God Mm. What are you people thinking? Well, well, well. They they threw out what it says in in Philippians. You know, first among equal. No, no. There is only the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Speaking That's right. Of the first, uh, the news according to MSNBC, the lead story, in fact, <laughs> is God dead? Putin is dead, according to MSNBC. So. Ken, it was you that brought this up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally have this. I was going to talk about a little bit of this on uh, Ken's Corner. But the Kremlin deliberately spread the rumor of Putin's death to test the popular, the, 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 how popular he was among the Russians. They, hmm. they, they purposely spread it. <laughs> that's like, yeah. that's like well, yeah. King Kong deception right there. Hey, deception, right? Matthew yeah. 24. Was that was there a national day of mourning for for the for the grand leader? Uh, no, I don't know. Public demonstrations of of uh, uh, sackcloth and ash being poured over your head. Yeah, I think they're yeah. Knowing, knowing Putin, <clears throat> I mean, I don't mean I, I know about him. I don't know him personally. Uh, I could conceive of Putin throwing us out and and going out and killing the people who would be celebrating. That that's a Putin mind, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Yes, and that's what I think. Uh, they, yeah, like I said, you know, test the pop how popular he was among the Russians. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. I know his I know his popularity is kind of high. You know, I know I know because of the way he's handled the war and and uh, 
and 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 everything. Yeah, his pop his popularity is like you know eighty percent or something like that. So it wasn't it wasn't good enough, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's a dictator. You know, he, he wants maybe, to rule. <laughs> maybe Biden needs to try this. Uh... These <laughs> <laughs> well, celebrations would break out throughout America. Yeah, there, People yeah, would be come out and greet their neighbor and say. Yeah. Well, maybe not. This popularity yeah. is tanking among, among his voters right now. But the thing yeah. is, you, it, this is the same way with crime. You get rid of the kingpin, and you're going to have a whole, you know, whole new yeah. generation of people coming up. It never it ends. Could be, could be worse. Like, like they say that it the people. Pack, yeah, I've I've been reading a lot about who's behind Putin, or who who would who would make it up to the to the to the line, and who would who would uh, challenge, you know, for for the leadership and. Um, they're, they're a lot of they're they're worse than our neocons out here. They're 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 Ooh. very warmongering. They're yeah, we they would have nuked Ukraine a long time yeah, ago. Worse than Lindsey Graham. Wait, wait. Worse, worse than Lindsey Graham? Worse, worse, worse than, than Lindsey Graham. <laughs> yeah, worse than Lindsey Graham. These worse guys than- are hardcore. Yes. These guys are hard. These guys make yeah, there's there's nobody hardcore. Our guys are like so pity patty, you know, and, and I, I can't listen to them. Now that I listen to I listen to the uh, you know, to to any Russian, if I have translation, and then some of them are, are straight up. They're talking a different language. I mean, Lindsey Graham is talking about you know uh, how he um, was 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 happy that we we you know that when, when when Putin this and Putin that, and he was happy and blah blah blah. They don't talk like that. They talk pretty pretty hardcore. So oh, sure. whenever I get translation, I'm just like, wow, these are the people that are behind Putin. If Putin if Putin was gone, he's 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 definitely a moderate. And I'm not a Putin fan, but no, yeah, correct. I'm not a Putin fan. I'm a Jesus fan. I'm not a Putin fan. I'm not a any right. any fan. What yep. comes after Putin is a much more hardline Soviet yep. Uh, yep. government than yes. w- w- than what Putin has been. And Putin is calling back to that era. But you want to talk about going back to the days of Brezhnev? Yeah, um, that's, exactly. That's who's up for replacing him. There you go. There you go. Yep. Jay, that's it. Um, Putin himself, when he gave his speech before he invaded the Ukraine, he was harking back to Catherine the Great, not the Soviet Empire. And he's got people behind him in the Russian Orthodox Church at the top. He's got his own prophets. And they, they look toward establishing some kind of empire. And and, mm-hmm. and so I think we, we, we limit him, his dangerousness and his insanity if we just look at, at he wants to go back, you know, 30 years or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think we're way greatly underestimating the maniacal man that he is, or mm-hmm. could be, very yes. well could be. Yes. No. Absolutely. Too true. Too true. Time will tell. Yes. So we'll go into our next topic. Um, Matthew 24, verse 11. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many. Uh, here for our this segment, we have Sandy Simpson, heresy in the church. Take it away, Sandy. Well, that's what my uh, site is all about. It's called deceptioninthechurch.com. So just if you want to keep updated on what's going on in the apostate church, just come over and you can read up on this stuff. Uh I'll just mention a few things. Uh, we have Francis Chan hanging out with uh, Benny Hinn and 
you know, he's weeping and worshiping and laughing and cheering and, and all this kind of stuff uh, with Benny Hinn. And uh, we have Michael Brown, who's uh, not, not too long ago was invited over here by the Southern Baptist uh, to, uh, to a discernment conference, <laughs> believe it or not. And um, when I found out about it, I wrote to the president of the college here and I said, Man, don't don't invite this guy. He's he's just gonna uh, try to say stuff like Brownsville was a great revival from God and all all this kind of stuff. Um, he's been doing that for years, you know. Um, but these guys will continue to uh, invite him because he's got degrees, you know. The guy's you know well degreed, but recently he just uh, pulled out of a a film called American gospel number three and he pulled out of it because they were criticizing his new apostolic reformation buddies and grave soaking he pulled mm. out because they were making fun of grave soaking mm. why wouldn't you make fun of grave soaking that's my question it's a crazy business that bethel does up there of course it that comes down from benny hen as well uh all the way back to you know um uh, what's his face, you know, that they, they all hearken back to. Um, and so, you know, they teach these kids to go lay on the graves and get the anointing out of the graves. Uh, even his wife, even, you know, Bill Johnson's wife is shown, you know, laying on C.S. Lewis's grave to try to <laughs> get an anointing out of there. I mean, come on. It's crazy. Okay. It, yeah. it's, it, they need a rubber room for these people. Um <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Max Lucado, I didn't find, I, I just found out about this that he was one of the people behind the He Gets Us campaign. I don't know if you remember seeing that during the uh, the Super Bowl, but it was just mm. all, all this thing about He Gets Us, like Jesus gets us, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, He gets you all right because no. you're on your way to hell no. and you better yeah. believe in Him and, and trust in Him because otherwise. You know, he's not just going to accept you. The whole idea is he'll accept you just as you are. You're just wonderful. You know, uh, that's Max Lucado for you. We've got Sean uh, Boltz and Christine Kane, uh, you know, getting together, you know, basically practicing divination and fortune telling. That's what all these false prophets are about is divination. You know, uh, I was driving in my car in a, in a, in a, uh, a spurt came and crapped on the windshield, and, and and that means that that our you know our congregation is supposed to you know <laughs> it's all these omens you know that that is not that's not <laughs> that's not a Holy Spirit <laughs> you know driven at all. Um, uh. we've got uh the uh, Mike Bickle uh, who's been one of the new apostolic people all the way back to the Kansas city prophets, you know, him along with uh, Rick Joyner and all these guys. Well, he just, uh, uh, has been accused now of sexual abuse, quote unquote, spanning several decades. Mm. Now this mm. doesn't surprise me because the way they act, you know, uh, they, they act like, there's something wrong with these people. 
You know, I, I watched these these women, you know, uh, fawning over these little kids, and it scares me. It really scares me. Like there there there's some kind of sexual weirdness going on, you know. So it doesn't surprise me at all that he's been caught in that kind of thing. Uh, we've got uh, an NAR false apostle denying the Trinity on stage at a TPUSA faith pastor summit. You know, uh, they have no problem denying the, the Trinity anymore. You know, mm. they're all together with all these oneness people. Mm. Um, uh, we've got a guy by the name of Gavin Ortland who had a big church and now he's left the church because he wants to become a full-time theology YouTuber. Yes. I saw uh, that. I say good luck with that one. Uh, as we know, <laughs> YouTube isn't real fond of uh, preaching the gospel or anything on there. Uh, they don't like Christians at all, you know, basically. So, um, oh, and there are many more things. Um, let me just look here real quick. Uh, the uh, InterVarsity has been, uh, InterVarsity Press uh, claims success of their New Age promoting uh, any, any uh, Enneagram book. That's the big oh. thing now. It's this Enneagram, oh. Enneagram thing. Oh, yeah. it's just new Age garbage is what it is. Oh. Uh, we got this guy over in the Philippines, Apollo uh, Quibaloy, who claims he's the son of God returned, and he's got something like 2 million followers now over there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um, Andy Stanley told uh, in unconditional conference attendees that he refuses to say homosexual sexuality is a sin mm. thanks a lot you know you for, for all your help um yeah. we've got uh you know just so many of the this kind of stuff um a bethel leader up there uh cory ashbury appeared bodily and told uh the people up there that he has 500 thousand instagram followers and that means he has a guaranteed ticket to heaven i didn't know that that was the criteria but <laughs> <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently oh. is um, um oh, let's see if i got anything else interesting here but you know it's just it's one thing after another it just doesn't stop and all all these people who some of them who used to be well regarded are yeah. falling off, falling off the turnip truck, man. They're, yeah. they're, they're just they're just going insane, you know. Yeah. And um, but you know that's just a smattering of what's going on. I mean, every single day I get the Elijah List newsletter. Every mm -hmm. single day they they've got false prophecies in it. I'm trying to write a new article on those. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh you know it's, it's exhilarating it's it's really concerning to see how many churches are following this stuff and inviting these people into their church to speak and you know they don't they don't vet them they just you know if they're a big celebrity oh well you know let's, let's have them here mm -hmm. 
So anyway, that's part of what's going on. Sandy, I, looking at the apostasy like you have uh, astutely for the past, past whatever, say, but just say go the past five, ten years, um, is it is the apostasy expen- exponentially oh, increased, number one, and number absolutely. two, total insanity? Is this something this, really rushing down a hill? Fall? Is the whole thing kind of falling off the hill? It used to be maybe hundreds of false teachers out there. Now it's thousands and thousands mm-hmm. because this whole prophetic movement, they go to these churches and they lay hands on people and say, God told me that you're a prophet or you're an apostle. And so then these people go out with that false information and think that there's something that they're not. And uh, then they start, then they go around and they start prophesying over people. I had a guy in a church that used to support us uh, and they turned into an NAR church. And I went there one last time to try to preach the gospel. And two things happened. First of all, the pastor of the church came up to me and said, you know what? Thank you for that, because we really haven't thought about Jesus Christ for a long time. <laughs> oh, oh, like, oh, yeah, that guy oh. pretty says it all. And no. then the second thing was this, this false prophet guy comes up to me and tries to lay hands on me. I said, don't do that. You know, it's like, I don't know where yeah. your hands have been. But, <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. wash your hands? But yeah, uh, uh, he said, well, well, I'm going to tell you anyway what it the Lord told me that you're going to raise the dead in Micronesia. And I thought to myself, you know what? That's got to be a false prophecy, because why would the Lord want me to know ahead of time that he was going to use me to raise somebody from the dead? All that would do would puff me up. Yeah. You know, puff me up into some kind of weird thing. And I just, you know, I basically denounced that guy, you know. Yeah. But. I said, I have no problem. Yeah, the Lord can raise the dead. But, hey, you know, if he does it, it's him, not me. You know? Anyway, it's just, uh, yeah, exponentially, they've gone into China and ruined many of the the Chinese house churches. Uh, All Mm. over the world, that's what they're doing. They're taking over. Mm. Mm. Wow. You know, I want to follow up with what you're talking about, heresy in the church. Um, you know, the first part of Matthew 24, 11, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Um, I think we're kind of seeing that with some of the uh, doctrine that has crept in as far as uh, Israel is concerned and the Jewish people. Uh, people mm-hmm. that uh, think that God is prophetically done with Israel, they... They hate this war in 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 a yeah. way that I have not seen. I've I've heard about because it's historically speaking. I've I've read about it from the early twenties and thirties, but I I think we're seeing a reemergence of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's replacement theology. It's a radical version of replacement theology. They think the church replaced Israel, and we've got people like you know uh, Jonathan Kahn out there. Uh, you know, writing books saying that the, all these things that were written in, in in Isaiah are for the for the church today. It's for the church, yeah. not yeah. for Israel. Yeah. Yeah. And go, you know, like you're totally wrong, buddy, because the the Lord is not done with Israel, and there are many mm-hmm. prophecies yet to be fulfilled for Israel. Amen. Correct. Yeah. To 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 your point, I I was studying uh, a few days ago um, the. Uh, land allotment 
of Israel that originally mm. was given to um, jo Joshua. Mm -hmm. And the funny, the funny thing is, Israel never reached the full allotment that God gave them. That's right. There was no at no time did Israel extend all the way to the Euphrates River, which is, by the yeah. way, modern day Iraq and Iran. Mm -hmm. And also, it never went all the way to the land of the Hittites, which is modern day West uh, Eastern Turkey. Eastern Turkey, yeah. And uh, Jordan obviously would definitely be absorbed because the land allotment was east of the Jordan River. Mm -hmm. um, when we see see that, it seems to me that that's going to be a big part of anti-Semitism growing even larger. Because if Israel, by yeah. some means, whether it be militarily, whether it be by treaty, were to gain these regions, that that would definitely kick off probably a global war against it. Yeah. Yeah. The question yeah. is, is the United States going to be against Israel or not? And I have mm -hmm. to wonder right now. Yeah. Well, well I, it talks about every, every nation, talks in Zechariah, every nation, yeah. every nation. So we're included, you know, I have marked in my Bible. I always so. remember, you know, back in the day, they were saying, well, the eagle, that that, that represents the United States. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. like the United States was going to be the big savior. And, and, and But I wonder now, I look at how many people hate Israel mm -hmm. and hate Christianity. It's just, it's growing day by day. Yeah. yeah. And, and Sandy, and I ask you this, the other gentleman, I don't, what would you say, one out of a hundred Christians possibly uh, don't understand that this hatred, anti-Semitism is already has been and will much greater now spill into the, the true Christians, and it's, it's just they don't—they have no clue, in my, in my estimation, oh, yeah. that that that's going to be leveled at you and me. They don't. I, and yeah, they don't. They don't. Part of the problem is uh, comes from Reformed theology, which has been very much accepted by many many denominations that didn't used to be Reformed, and part of their thing is replacement theology. So once you get people into that kind of mindset then they really kind of end up with a bad attitude toward the state of Israel, you know? Yeah. Is there a difference between anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism in your mind? Are the two, two sides of the same coin? You know what? I don't know the answer to that one. Uh, Jacob would be able to address that better than I, I do, yeah. you know? Yeah. Sounds kind of the same to me, but it, it I think they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I think they are. Because obviously, prophecy has said that they would go back to the the land of their home, their homeland. Yeah. yeah. And Zionism is the proponent to push them back there. That's right. Yeah. So if you're against Zionism, you're against biblical prophecy in the end. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One more thing I wanted to touch on, just because we talked about it uh, in Heresy in the Church, wanted to point it out. Uh, with Mike Bickle, with uh, the head of Hillsong, with all the scandals in the church of sexual impropriety, uh, I'm, I'm just asking Sandy first and then the panel, is that one of the reasons we're seeing such a huge shift in the church to maybe cover their own sexual foibles? 
are they willing to compromise on homosexuality, mm. transsexuality, and LGBT? Good question. I definitely think so. That's that's a proponent. That's a component behind uh, what's going on for sure. Uh, part of the problem, of course, is this whole slain in the spirit type uh, third wave stuff that's made the rounds through the churches, and it's sort of what can I say? It's brought up uh, uh, emotions. It it is it's basically making your emotions kind of take over. And the music and everything is geared toward that. And so when these people go to these churches, they get on a high. And sometimes it's, I'm told it's, it's really even more uh, substantial than a drug high. Mm-hmm. But then in between, when they're not on that high, they, it's like they've got to get up, get on the high. It's, they become uh, an addict. And so then they start looking at, alcoholism uh drugs oh, and sexual mm-hmm. immorality sex mm-hmm. sex becomes a big thing oh. and i i think that that's a lot of what's going on um and uh you know once you sort of rev up the emotions you know um, you know almost anything can happen you know and people are not in control anymore they're not in control of their emotions which they should be you know, mm-hmm. self-control yeah. is one of the fruit of the spirit. The spirit. Yep. Yep. Self-control. Creativity. Well, thank you. I mean, look at, you, look, you look at Mike Bickle and their whole, the whole IHOP thing is they're singing all these love songs to Jesus. You know, yeah. like sexual love yeah. songs to Jesus. That doesn't help anybody at all. No. No. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be twinged with the fact that you're willing to bow the knee, to to say that he's the king, to to make him the the anchor, the lord of your life, or else the uh, the romantic part of it you can throw out the window, because what is mm-hmm. the umbrella that a, a bride is supposed to be under their husband? That's In correct. Submission. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. So I'm going to move on to the next topic, unless we want to continue on heresy, which we could talk about that all day because it's so prevalent, <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's happening. We're watching it. We're watching the apostasy happen right now. Yep, absolutely. So the next topic we're going to talk about is the leaked document, which has a tie-in to, I believe, Zechariah 12.3. And in that day, I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people, all the all that burden themselves with it shall be cut to pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered against it. So this mm. this ties into the fact that we just recently had a leaked document from uh, the Israeli intelligence ministry talking about a new policy. This policy calls for the state of Israel to enlist international aid to deport the entire population of Gaza into the Sinai Peninsula, into a giant tent community. Now, from that same report, after staying in this tent community until they destroy Hamas, the plan is that there would be incentives provided to countries like Greece and Spain 
financial support from the Arab countries to assimilate some of these refugees in the Sinai, these, these Gazans, and then also immigration to Canada, which, which definitely means, uh, means also, I would assume, uh, immigration to the United States. So just to further kind of go down this rabbit hole, let's talk about the, first of all, the deportation of almost 1.8 million people from Gaza into a tent city, which is, you know, we Americans would say deporting them to a FEMA camp. Um, Let's look at some of the statistics that we know about these Gazan refugees and keep this in mind as you think of where they want to send them. Overall, 57% of Gazans express at least a somewhat positive opinion of Hamas, along with similar percentages of Palestinians in the West Bank, 52%, and East Jerusalem, 64%. Though Gazans who express this opinion of Hamas are fewer than the number of Gazans who have a positive view of Fatah. So you're talking about the mass immigration of 1.5 million people who among them 50% think Hamas is a positive thing for the world. Mm-hmm. This boggles my mind and this plan is crazy considering a few days ago the Egyptian and the Jordanian leaders said that they will not take refugees from Gaza. Mm-hmm. I I'm guessing that maybe this doesn't apply to making a tent city in Egypt Sinai Peninsula because that's not really letting them into your cities into your to your major cities the, the the Egyptian border is way more fortified than the Israeli border yeah it's 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 pretty clear you know the Egypt Egypt doesn't want these people <laughs> uh, you know Hamas is an offshoot of, of, of Muslim Brotherhood so Correct. They say, can I give my theory on this? The, what what hit me when I saw this? Uh, and I, I doubt that this, you know, was leaked. I think it was meant for distribution around the world. But the fact that uh, Israel's getting hit over the head considerably, they don't have any post, uh, you know, defeat of Moss plan. So they they throw this out for like discussion. They don't. It's obviously not going to work. But they got to pretend like they're doing something and looking after the long-term health, uh, you know, or protection of these people. But the reality is the very things that they propose aren't going to fly anywhere, but they got to look like they're doing something. Their their reputation is being ravaged all over the world because they have to do what they have to do. And they're trying to throw something out like and get ahead of the game. We're going to defeat Hamas. And now we, well, what do we do later? The world would like to stop them from defeating Hamas, but they're already looking ahead. It's a done deal. We're gonna, we're, we're just looking forward now to the future. That was that's for public consumption for the world. That's what I think. Interesting, Steve. I think you're absolutely right. I think this. They say it was leaked, but I doubt. No. I, I doubt it was leaked. I think this the, is part the, the of the Israeli intelligence community. I don't think so. Yeah. 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 So, so to the to the point of Zechariah twelve, 
do you guys see the same thing that as these countries are now going to have immigrants that are, you know, 53% in favor of Hamas, it's like putting, it's like putting Tinder next to a powder keg as far as the Islamic immigration that has already happened in Europe, in Canada, and the United States. Now you're sending radicalized Islamic uh, immigrants to possibly radicalize the people that are already in the country. Am I, yeah. am I, am I just overblowing it, do you guys think? No, because like I said earlier, when, when it, I said all nations in, in verse... Um, in verse 3, it says, all peoples, America, in prophecy, I, I put as a little note, all nations of the earth, all people, um, all who would, would have, have uh, uh, it my way will surely be cut to pieces, Bob. So that's all peoples. Yeah. So that's when all is all, you know. And when that happens, we can see the percentage getting greater and greater. Is this the last, is this the last push? You know, I was watching, um, uh, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I was watching World at War. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a older, yeah, it's, it's a crazy, awesome documentary. Huh? It I is. see you not here. It's, it's awesome. great, great, great documentary. documentary. I, I have that. I have probably six documentaries on World War II, and this is one of the best ones. And I, it was the Jewish. It was a final solution, and it was, it was just, it's, it's like you know, there's 20 episodes, and it's, you know, it's like halfway through, and I, I had to watch it again because I was just so enamored by how. The, all these European countries that that the, the Nazis came in, took them over, and, and it was it was it was just amazing to me the the anti-Jewishness, the anti the the craziness that they they pulled on on the Jewish people, and and we're going to see that worldwide. We're seeing it world. We're seeing it right now, kind of a, a, a mini, you know, it, it, it's it's more than it's ever been. You know, this is way more than World War Two. You know, the 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 mindset. Even though they're not there's not violence yet. There's there's still there's there's some violence. But there's like it's it's like we can see it growing from here. We can see it growing. Yeah. Definitely. Now, let me ask you a question, Ken. Uh, do you do you think that the the plan to send the Palestinians abroad is a part of the idea of maybe the uh, global elite to further destabilize the world? into lawlessness and to to start to build a police state a neo police state under a tyrannical government that is saying peace and strength if you give us the if you give us yeah. the ability we'll we'll take care of this problem yeah yeah it everything's up in the air right now i i i hate making making any prediction but um you know, and everybody's you know funding Hamas. You know, they they they, they all they all thought they they can control it, right? So, um, and and to put the Gazans, you know, the the the, the Palestinian people, you know, I hate saying that, but it's it's what they're what, what we're calling them, to put them in all the, the the same category as Hamas, you know, but still the the population is is um is obviously pro Hamas. But there's 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 Christians there. There's 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 other people there. Um, so I don't know. I, I I think that going in and they Israel's just disgusted. They're they're done. They're they just they're gonna. I mean, it, it looks like it, the operation in Gaza is gonna be long. It's gonna be a long 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 long. You know. And and I don't know how. I don't know 
what happens in, in, in 2024, 2025. I don't know how, how much they can, they can keep going. Hmm. So, because they're going to keep going, they're going to keep pushing them out. They're going to, they're, they're doing this Egyptian thing on the, on the, you know, on the border. And, and, uh, they're just going to keep they're, they're, they want to eradicate that area. They, they're, they're mad. They're mad at what happened. They're, yeah. they're beyond mad. Yeah. They're beyond yeah. mad. Yeah. I don't think any other country in the world would accept rockets being lobbed into their country on a regular basis. No, no. So you have to, yeah, no, you can't, you can't blame them. Yeah. I mean, this solution, there's no solution for this till except for none, no. the king of peace has got to come for all that we see in the world today. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to find my words. I'm trying to like, like, like put it together and, and, and it's, you, you know, we can't put the whole thing together, but I can see where it's going. Yeah. You know, I can, I keep my mind on prophecy and keep my mind on, on Jesus and I can see where it's going and where it's going to end up. Yep. So to, to your point, Ken, that is the only solution for the Gazans, unfortunately, Amen. is they, Amen. they have to turn from the cult of death that they've accepted as their God and turn to Jesus Christ. And it should be that yeah. much more on the church. If they really care about the Gazans, the, you know, the, the Palestinians, they need to be evangelizing them in yeah they need to be that much more militant than the militants that are trying to turn them into a cult of death yeah. and unfortunately i'm not seeing that type of commitment from the church nowadays yeah nope nope everybody's kind of isolated now they've yeah. isolated themselves and it's, and it's 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 all the plan it's the plan it's 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 god's plan though ultimately yep absolutely is sandy can i get can i get uh maybe uh, your opinion on uh this leaked document and and the resettlement of uh the hamas to the egyptian peninsula and then eventually immigration abroad uh you're muted sandy sorry about that no problem um yeah i think you're right um what in what you're saying I'm kind of doubting that they will accept them because, <laughs> you know, you look at these other nations, they, they don't want these guys over there at all. They're troublemakers. But you're right that um, if they do accept them, it's just going to be another, it's going to cause another trouble spot. Because let's face facts, these people are, aren't actually um, Philistines. <laughs> they yeah. are uh, Arabs. Yeah, uh, Jordan and other places that got basically put into Israel for the very purpose of causing problems. Colonizing, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's um, it's it's going to be a mess no matter how you look at it. You know, nobody wants these guys. They're troublemakers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I yeah. just kind of doubt that, that Egypt is going to want that, you know? Yeah, I think it's up in the air. Steve, yeah. uh, I'm, I wanted to ask you a question specifically to what something that Sandy just said. You know, uh, BLM and other leftist groups are calling Zionism a, colonial, uh, a relic of colonial power. Now, mm -hmm. what Sandy said is very true. Is it just ignorance that people don't really understand what the Ottomans did during before the mandate to place uh, Arabs 
that they had control of into Palestine, specifically for the purpose to cause trouble. It, it, are people that historically inept to understand that if you want to talk about colonial power, the Palestinians are are, are also a relic of colonial power. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you asking yes. me? I am asking you, Steve. Uh, are people that well, historically inept? I, I don't think people's attention spans last more than the last news cycle. <laughs> exactly. Whatever, whatever is in is in, and it, hey, don't trouble them with the facts. Yeah, yeah. But you and I believe in facts, right? They don't, yeah. they don't want to be bothered it, by the know, facts. Yeah, we we hold we hold these truths to be self-evident, right? Um, but mm-hmm. you look at evidence. They don't look at evidence. Mm-hmm. They just feel like we talked about. They're filled with emotion. And a lot of that emotion comes from strange philosophies, new you know, new age, false you know, all kinds of false religion, Islam, and 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 there's where their minds are. They they're not operating at all. Mm-hmm. Logically, they, there's no logic. There's no logic. They're reprobate mind. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you, gentlemen. So. Um... Just wanted to remind everybody that uh, we will be doing a few questions. Obviously, Jacob not being here, uh, we're just going to take maybe four. So if you have any questions, pl- be sure to get them in. I'll do my best to capture them and get them ready for the panel. You can ask Ken, Steve, or Sandy. Obviously, you will not be able to ask me because I don't answer questions. I just ask them. Uh, <laughs> one more thing. We're going we're gonna to do this... Um, before backstage, uh, I'm going to show you guys a video and I'm just going to ask your guys' reaction to it. This has to deal with uh, the lawlessness that we're dealing with. And uh, also, you know, as we had this past uh, past week, the Lewiston Gutsch, um, massacre, um, what is, uh, what's going on with the world and gun control specifically for the United States? So... I'm going to share this video. Imagine you're in a bowling alley with a handgun and a perpetrator walks in with a military style weapon and a bulletproof vest. There's literally no way you're going to be able to defend yourself. Banning these weapons of war on the street isn't about infringing on you. It's about protecting you. last night, there was another horrific mass shooting in America, this time in Lewiston, Maine, where 18 people were killed and more than a dozen injured. This is unfathomable darkness, and there are no words to describe the sickening grief. It doesn't matter where the answers come from, from Republicans or Democrats or Independents. There's no reason for this to be a partisan issue. Humans are dying. This is a human issue. And at times like this, you can feel powerless, but you're not, because you can make this the issue you vote on. In our country today, the leading cause of death of American children is gun violence. And let us be clear, it does not have to be this way. 
as our friends in Australia have demonstrated. It is not a assault weapon, so we're going to leave it. We're going to forward, or you're going to, your application's going to be approved. You understand? Oh, wait a second, man. So you guys did this house call to make sure that this was compliant. You guys got a search warrant. Several cops made entry, searched the dude's whole house, then pulled out this lower and said, okay, so this is compliant, so now we're going to approve your application. Are you kidding? We're just trying to help you out here and make sure you're in compliance with it. So this dude with the voice lower than all of these cops' morals sits there and says, you know what, we're just trying to help you out. We're just trying to help you out here and make sure you're in compliance with it. Really? You're in my house searching with a BS warrant. And, and in your mind, you're thinking, well, yeah, 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 we're helping this guy out. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and mark it off on my sheet that he's compliant, okay? He's got a super nice house, too. Maybe we'll come back and do this again. Trying to mad dog us and intimidate us, which didn't work. Jesus Ayala and Jameer Keys smiling at the widow and daughter of Andy Probst as they leave the courtroom Tuesday. The teens are accused of intentionally hitting the 64-year-old retired California police chief. Bum, 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 bum. They're charged with murder and additional felonies in connection with an August 14th crime spree. Police say they also hit this 72-year-old cyclist that morning. He survived. A trial now scheduled for September of next year. These guys, they did not respect the court whatsoever. The teens appear to communicate with each other, at times covering their faces and also laughing. I'm not, I'm not scared. You are. A hundred percent. On Monday, we obtained police body camera video showing the moment after Ayala was taken into custody. You think this juvenile will do something? I'll be out like 30 days. Just a game to them. Like, they don't they really don't care if anyone else lives or dies. They don't care about themselves if they live or die. And that can just be shown through their own actions. Who do you think failed here leading up to them? A multitude of different people failed, but I think ultimately the parents on all ends. They're the ones who failed. Taylor and Crystal Probst say they'll continue to come to court for the teen's appearances to seek justice and to put a face on the victim of the teen's alleged crime. Crystal wears this Apple Watch her husband was wearing when he was killed. Taylor and her brother received an alert on that fateful day. It reminds me he's here with me in the courthouse.
pretty sobering video, but just an illustration of the lawlessness that's going on in our society here and everywhere mm -hmm. else. But specifically, when we're talking about America, which has a tradition of the Second Amendment, which allows for defense of your person, it seems, you know, to the, you know, question to the panel, it seems that as lawlessness increases, the government is more and more uh, reluctant to allow people to defend themselves. In fact, they're antithetical to letting them defend themselves. Am, am I the only one that, that is, is seeing this? No. No. I mean, we have uh, 300 million uh, legal guns, probably another 50 million, you know, not registered. So we probably have 350, 375 million guns. Uh, we're not going to be Australia, number one, which had to turn in maybe 500, 700,000. I forget how many guns they had to turn in. But we're not going to be Australia, Kamala, sorry. And um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a pretty, uh, I'm trying to think of the words. <laughs> A pretty brutal if they want to if because america has to be number one we have to be you know we're, we're going to be gone we're going to be gone as a, as a as a nation um you know within 10 20 i don't know how many years so um number two is we can't be that armed we can't there can't be any nation that armed with an antichrist coming and all this there can't be a nation that armed so i don't know how they come in i you can see them slowly pushing different areas so they're pushing uh, against the Second Amendment, against uh, anything having to do with, you know, there's more laws being being passed. So, yeah, I got to be careful what I say. I, um, I have some thoughts on this. <clears throat> First of all, I think the Democrats in particular are extremely afraid of insurrection. And mm -hmm. they're afraid somebody's going to come and uh, throw them out of government, which has happened in the past. But you have to have guns to do that. Mm -hmm. And they're they're just they're trying to prevent that. But the funny thing is, is that I was in Palau when they uh, decided to outlaw guns and uh, they did it. But everybody just took their guns and they hit them yep. <laughs> in mm -hmm. the jungle and whatever. And mm -hmm. they all still had their guns. Mm -hmm. And my good friend. Got mad one night at a police officer, came home, got his gun, went over and shot the guy to death with his gun. Yeah. Um, that's what actually happens in reality. You, yeah. you, these guys, you know, most guys who's got, uh, most people who have guns are not going to hand them over to the government. It's just not going to yeah. happen. Right. Yeah. And they're going to have to try to find them. And that's going to be really, really hard to find them. Yeah, uh, people are not going to give up their security. Yeah. You know, um, certain places in this nation are very dangerous to live in. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. crime rate is really high. Uh, you got people just coming right into your house, you know, and so, um, you know, that it's just, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what they do. They can, you know, they can yell and scream about it all they want, but I don't think it's going to work. Let's put it that way. No. no. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Sandy, I certainly agree with what you're saying. It's a tall order. It's been our tradition as a country from the beginning 
and the right to yes. bear arms. And that right to bear arms is strictly against, is primarily supposed to be against the, the government for abuse That's of power. That's correct. Yeah, you yep. have guns in your home, and they know that they're not going to want to go into your home and try to get those guns. That's right. I mean, it's what stands between us and despotism. Yeah. Having said that, we are certainly living in a lawless society. Yeah. I mean, the Democrats, especially, especially the, this, this ilk, they care nothing about the Bill of Rights. Nothing. No. They enact laws from the local level, the city council, the state legislature, and the federal government. They do not care. Clear precedent in the United States Supreme Court. They do not care. They don't ask when they put these laws together. They, yeah. they enact state state of emergency. Well, yeah. the only thing I can see that the way to do it is a complete control, uh, yeah. you know, militarily with our police agencies, and then eventually going house to house. And and when you kill enough citizens, maybe some will give up. I don't know, but but you know, I just I just hope we we're able to keep our guns oh. because it's it's total. It's total government control, and they'll do anything right. they want to do, and there's right. no stopping. The law doesn't mean You don't want anybody else to stop them at all. Exactly. Um, and the thing is, is that, you know, if you pass gun laws where people can't get guns, <laughs> where do you think the uh, uh, criminals are going to get their guns? They're still going to have guns. Yep. And so yep. they, they yep. will be empowered, yep. you know. Um, and the bad thing is, is that, um, from an educational and cultural standpoint, a lot of people today uh, don't even really consider themselves to be American citizens. They hate America. They don't like the Constitution or anything, anything at all. And they, mm -hmm. I call them scoff laws. That's basically all these guys who are mm -hmm. looting stores. They're scoff laws. They could mm -hmm. care less about the law, you know. Mm -hmm. Look at those guys smiling in the, you know, sitting in the yeah. thing, you know, smiling and laughing. Murders. That's their attitude, you know. You know, these stupid people, you know, they're all following the law, but we're smart. We're not. We don't have to follow it at all. Yeah, yeah. To your point, Sandy, um, that one was shocking, but it doesn't take much as far as watching some videos on YouTube to realize that same demonic spirit is on the back of so many other young people yes it's it's the, mm -hmm. those those are the worst examples but you mm -hmm. can repeat that example a thousand times on social media yeah. by just doing a just a very limited search um yeah absolutely i wanted to ask steve steve uh, you know the mandate of the government is to provide for the public defense I, I believe that's part of the federal government's mandate. Uh, yeah. It's to see to the defense of their citizenry. Yeah. And that more to the point, the states are supposed to do, the cities and county and yeah. local yeah. principalities. Yeah. All of them, it seems, are stepping away from that. I mean, yeah. it, it, when in San Francisco, if you have not seen a video, I encourage you to look for a few videos of what's going on in San Francisco as far as people coming into markets coming into uh grocery stores stealing everything yeah. and the government and the government the police they won't prosecute it has there been an infiltration of the justice system to the point where now it is it is broken 
Oh, absolutely. And it's been that way for quite a few years. We've just opened our eyes to it maybe the last few years because it's so, it's so terrible at this point. So they don't care anything about the freedoms of the people. Yeah, the federal government is supposed to provide for the common defense because that's the only, you know, the only entity that could conduct that rule on the behalf of the, the nation. And, of course, it's not doing anything when you think about the borders and, uh, you know, even some of the federal crimes that they don't, they don't enforce for public safety, which they have some right to if it's interstate commerce. But the states, the states were given the police power, all 50 of them. They, they are to control crime. They are to control the, the streets, drugs, the public morales. That, that's been our, you know, that's been a, the, um, our constitutional order, you know, hundreds of years. And yes, even the states, some of them, many of them, we know them. We can name them. We can name, you know, on and on. It's everywhere. There are a few states that are, you know, enforcing the laws to some degree. And thank God there's part of America that hasn't ceded, you know, its duties and responsibilities on behalf of their state citizens. Thank God there's, you know, our forefathers put the, uh, you know, re reservation of rights to the state, except those expressly ceded to the federal government. Right now we're at a federal level. I mean, uh, running everything, but thank God there's uh, some governors, some legislatures that are bucking the trend. Thank God for them, because otherwise mm -hmm. we have total despotism, I believe. Mm -hmm. Ken, is there any solution? It can, is there any way to get the government to take back some of its responsibility in, in a way that does not infringe on people's rights? Or, or is there really nothing we can do and we need to look at maybe rebuilding the entire system from scratch. Mm, whoa. Wow. <laughs> you, you asked me? <laughs> I, 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 think, I think there's, I think opinions, we, we are about 50-50 and I do believe that there are, um, there's going to be a kind of a secession, support, you know, maybe not an absolute, you know, pronouncement of secession, but there's going to be certain areas that are going to be, you know, observing you know the law and, and like we think and then there's going to be certain areas that and and there'll be the more christian areas obviously and and um uh it's just i i i'm kind of a doomsday guy so i'm kind of like i don't see it getting any better i really don't i see this splitting off and going into to, to yeah. little you know tiny set you know yeah. and yeah. i i don't know if they if, do they send troops i don't know what they do i really don't at this point I'm really trying to navigate right now. Uh, that's frightening to consider because then we have lost our republic for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. To be honest, Steve, I mean, Benjamin Franklin said you have a republic if you can keep it. If you can keep it. Um, I don't think we've kept it very well. If, oh. if we're talking about tending the garden of the republic, no. I mean, considering you cannot save certain right. things without being exactly. censored if you cannot mm -hmm. uh protest yeah. or you know yeah. petition your government for redress unless you share a personal opinion or on a certain yeah. side right. that is uh that is evidence to me at least that the yeah. republic is dead absolutely mm -hmm. yeah when you've uh ejected or uh, you know the basic core of our values uh ensconced in the first amendment then really that and the Second Amendment and, and, and reservation of rights, uh, you know, rules against search and seizure without a warrant, 
when all these start being watered down and the government, federal government's acting the way it does, and unfortunately, some of the state governments are dictatorial too, um, we've lost the absolute essence of what made us, you know, a Republican form of, of, of democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the solution. I'm, I'm, I'm pessimistic like you are, Kenny. Yeah. You know, unless there's a revolution of the morals, unless there's a repentance in the church uh, and and a changing, uh, there's no hope for this country. You know, it's peace, peace, where there is no peace because they haven't yeah. known the way of, they don't know the way of peace. And that's in one person. We keep getting back to it. It's Jesus is the peace for society. Amen. Yes. Sandy, one question I want to ask you is, in as far as the percentage of people that really want to learn um, who Jesus really is, really want to learn scriptures as it's being revealed by scripture rather than opinion, what do you think the percentage in the modern day church uh, is that actually wants to, to do that? And is I'm asking this because it is my contention that the breakdown of society is directly correlated to the fact that I think true biblical Christianity is by far a minority in the world. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, going down every day. Uh, you look at the polls; uh, the people who are wanting to attend church is down further and further with each passing year. Uh, people who uh, can actually read. <laughs> they're not reading then and so they're not reading their bibles that's that's the that's the deal i know they're not reading they don't they don't hardly use my site anymore i have all these articles on there and they can't read so then i decided years ago to start doing dvds so at least if maybe i'm talking about it they might listen you know because they're mm-hmm. so used to tv they've been brainwashed with you know with this whole tv generation and yeah uh, so it's gone down and, uh, it's, and they've been replaced by all these churches who are, you know, uh, basically entertaining people with rock bands and everything. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bringing in, uh, you know, celebrities and all this kind of stuff. And they got, they've got the money to do it because they, you know, they got thousands of people. Um, and they even have their own, they even sell their own rock bands. I mean, that's what Steve Furtick do, is doing. He's mm. to go to one of these concerts that costs you a couple hundred dollars to go to the concert. Mm. Um, but yes, it's definitely down and the young people are really not interested. And so uh, they keep trying to find ways to reach out to the young people. But what they're doing is, they're becoming more and more like the world to try to reach the world. Yeah. And that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know? what, what good is that doing? It's not doing any good at all. Right. They're not really teaching the Bible. They're not mm-hmm. teaching people how to be discerning or, you know, to, how to mature in the faith. If they actually, you know, say they believe in the Lord. Um, now you can say you're a Christian and absolutely not be a Christian at all. Mm-hmm. That's how it's going. And it's it's really kind of a misnomer in a lot of cases. You know, people are not, they're not real true believers. So that's why, uh, 
we as true believers have to be really careful about who we associate with because I've watched so many of these people get thrown off track and they start hanging out with the wrong people and then pretty soon they're compromised. They're hanging out on TBN with all these weirdos. Yep. Pretty soon they start picking up that stuff. They start talking like them. Yeah. That's what the that's what the enemy wants. He, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the slain in the spirit and all that monkey business. That's just an introduction to what he really wants, which is to actually change your belief system. If he can get your belief systems corrupted, then he's got you. You have mm-hmm. nothing else. That that is the most important thing about you is what you believe. You know, do you believe truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, which actually means commit. Have mm-hmm. you committed to the Lord Jesus Christ? So, yeah, uh, I'm afraid, Jay, that we've got big, big problems. These mega churches have done nothing but corrupt a whole generation of kids. Mm-hmm. It just makes me really angry. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's why we're doing these Zoom things, uh, Bible studies, etc., to really try to fill in the gap for people who have been disenfranchised from these places and uh, maybe even told to leave because, you know, they finally figured something out. Hmm. And uh, then they come. And we've got a lot of people who have come out of cults, who have come out of, you know, uh, you know, apostate churches um, who are really, now they're starting to learn. They're starting to learn hmm. from the Bible Amen. and starting to get some real discernment. And that's been my goal all along. You know, uh, that's why I started my site, was to give people the opportunity and teach them how to tell the difference between what's right and wrong. That's what it says in Hebrews yeah. 5. Mm-hmm. You know, it says, you know, we don't, don't want to keep eating, drinking milk. You've got yeah. to go on to mm-hmm. meat at mm-hmm. some point. So, All right, Sandy. I have to do a follow-up question to the panel based on what you just said, Sandy. Uh when you talked about Stephen Furtick selling tickets to his uh, Christian rock concerts, um, am, am I wrong in drawing the parallel between people like Furtick, people like uh, the mega churches that are, let's say they're monetarily invested in spreading their faith? Am I seeing a similarity to, to the, the, the uh, hypocrisy of Simon the Sorcerer? When he tried to purchase his salvation? Oh, no. Absolutely. That is a main thing that that you should bring up with people. That's, you know, he was called the great power of God. This Mm -hmm. guy was, this guy was going around doing Benny Hinn kind of crusades. Mm -hmm. And he was doing fake healings, you know. Uh, And that's why he wanted to buy what he thought was a magic trick from the apostles. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, man, you don't have the right attitude at all. You better go get the right attitude. Well, pray for me. Huh? I can pray for you. Pray for yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so he was there. He It says he believed. He believed for a while. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But he didn't believe enough to actually let go of his faults, you know, the reason why he was there, Money. which was to make – make himself famous and rich and get power over people, you know, and that's what all these guys are about. 
Sandy, you made a very good point. <clears throat> um, like some of these men who were solid in faith, they start hanging with the money crowd. And yeah. Popularity, and they sell books, and they go to conferences, and they're big somebodies, right? Um, that is so, so dangerous, so very dangerous, and, and mentioned discernment, so incredibly important. You know, um, Marco's favorite scripture in the Old Testament, uh, I'm pretty partial to, for, is uh, Malachi 3.16, right? And they that feared the eternal spoke often one with a number. So you and I assemble like forums like this and in our churches, and yes. we try to spread it with people wanting to hear the word, but we don't hang. We don't get anywhere near these guys. We reject them. They'll reject us before we even reject them, you know, if you start to preach the truth. But that is, that's kind of antidote. But but hold on to the truth like you're doing and preaching it boldly, that's the antidote. You really have to hang with the right people. Yep. And that means especially watch out what you're watching on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Because some of these guys are real tricky and they can sound pretty good for a while, but at some point they're going to slip up and you'll find out that they're not who they really claim to be, you know? And so that's, we're trying to give people the uh, tools to, uh, in fact, I, you know, I, I wrote a, a book called, you know, Discernment Toolkit. I wanted people to have the tools to be able to tell the difference between right and wrong. You know, that's the whole thing. That's that's what's all about becoming mature in Christ. Amen. So we can do that Amen. because, Amen. you know, this is the worst time in history for false prophets and false apostles and false Christ. This is the worst time. I did a, I did a, uh, uh, DVD on all the people who claim to be Christ or God. It's insane. Hmm. People need to be taken away to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> no, put them in a rubber room because they're crazy. But Man. there's an awful lot of them out there that you know. You were talking about how God probably has a sense of humor. I'm sure he does. Because I remember when I first saw that video of Shirley MacLaine standing on the beach going, I mm. am God. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just oh. thought to myself, God has got to be, got to yes. be laughing about that. You know, here's yeah. this woman saying, I am God. Give me a break. You know? Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, that concludes our uh, catching up uh, portion that is not backstage. I really would like to share some of the uh, things that are on backstage. If you, have, if you have not moved over to Rumble, you should because we have a video. We have a written response that will be read by one of the panel from Jacob Prash about the video. And it is pretty earth-shattering stuff. So please go over to Rumble. Thank you so much. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, Facebook, um, we really are glad to have you there and we appreciate you, but unfortunately we can't fully share everything that we have there because then we would be banned. So we're going to have to leave you now, but thank you again for watching and log into Backstage. We have another 30, 40 minutes of show plus questions to the panel. So thank you for watching.
Hey, man, I'm a musician. What can I say? Of course <laughs> I do. Um, of course, I don't like listening to stuff where the lyrics are horrible. Um, but I, I am not one of these people that think the rock and roll is of the devil. I think that you can use music to glorify the Lord or not glorify the Lord. Uh, it can be used in a lot of different ways. Uh, and for proof of that, you, know, you got these people who say, well, I can't use drums. That's, that's of the devil. And you go, Hey man, they were using drum. The Israelites were using drums. They were called yeah. timbrels, you know, and they, they actually were, had a skin on them and they were beating them with sticks. So, uh, and making lots of noise, by the way, you know, blowing trumpets, etc. So we just make a little different kind of noise now with electric guitars, but, uh, yeah, I still listen to stuff, but I am much more careful about what I listen to. I tend to, being an old guy like I am, I tend to harken back to the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the lyrics were a lot cleaner back then. Mm -hmm. And there was some actually fantastically written music, not just by unbelievers, but by believers as well. Some great mm -hmm. stuff. I mean... You know, I was a big fan of Larry Norman all the way down, Love Song, all all these groups, yep. you know, along the way. And um, so that's just from a musical standpoint. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of that stuff and I wrote a lot of that myself. So um yeah, I still I still listen, but I don't I don't listen to this new garbage at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's absolutely horrible and it's 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 really scary how it's brainwashing. That's another part of the problem with the younger culture. They're being absolutely brainwashed with the lyrics of this stuff. I mean, I can't even, you know, a car will pull up next to me and I'm going, what? Hmm. You know, how can you broadcast that? Mm -hmm. Horrible. But anyway, yeah. Let me correct the fact that my sound wasn't working. So once again, apologies. Doing the board, monitoring yeah. the uh, the chats, and then <laughs> also trying good. to host it. You're doing good. Doing You're doing good. Of, doing a lot of things. You're fine. Uh, the next question I have, I have uh, for you, Ken. I think uh -oh. you can answer this. What outside of a waist holster do you recommend? Oh my gosh. Um, Wow, Raven is a good brand. R A V E N. Raven is a good brand. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, man, I haven't looked at my at my brands in a long time. I just I just have them. I bought a whole bunch of them about about you know ten years ago, twelve years ago, and and I've I've upgraded a couple of them. Um, oh gosh, I can't I can't think of the 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 other brand that I have. I, I know I have two Ravens that are pretty good. I've actually wrestled in those and, 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 you know, with a blue gun, you know, with the, with the, with the trainer and, um, you know, just had it on my side and, and it's, it's kept really well. But I think, I think Raven would be a good, would be a, a good brand. They have multiples, multiple kinds, but all the other kinds are, are I'd have to look them up on online. I'm sorry. That's a, that's, <laughs> I'd have to be prepared for that one. I, I, I've never worn a holster in my life, so I can't answer the question. Steve, yeah. Sandy, do you have any input for the, the person well, that asked the question about the holster? No, I'm still debating. Fact, my, my wife isn't around because she's oh. the one with the guns. <laughs> she knows her guns and <laughs> holsters and everything. 
And Steve, you're still on the fence, whether you. Yep, I'm still on the fence. Uh, you know, I've I've gone back and forth. I'm leaning towards getting a gun as, as I see what's going on in the streets, and um, you know, it's just. I think the Lord will move me when it's time for me to arm myself. Um, the, my neighborhood is not that bad. No, but you, no, it's not. But it's getting. But you know what? It's getting there. Wow. I think um, I was listening to um, uh, someone on the radio, and they were suggesting that getting one of those um, oh, what are those things that zap people? Ah, taser. A taser. Taser. Getting a taser is a good alternative because then you're not, you know, you don't have to shoot somebody. You can right. tase right. them. And I've, I've asked, I've told my wife that maybe she ought to get a taser because she has, she works in an office in a church, but they do a lot of giving away of, of stuff, you know, in the church and all these people line up and come in. And sometimes it's a rather dangerous situation. And I think it would be really good for her to have a taser. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to go ahead and kind of segue off of this question a little bit. A lot of Christians will, will fight you tooth and nail that we as Christians don't have the right to defend ourselves or, well, to, or, 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 to, or to fight at all. Um, mm. Most of the time they will talk about not trusting in God enough to, to defend you. They talk about turning the other cheek. But I, I believe there's a biblical precedence that, you know, it talks about in Psalms. He prepares your hand for war. Yeah. Uh, the the, the mm -hmm. uh, psalm at the end of the video I, I shared, it said, defend the weak. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Psalm I mean, 144. One. You know, if if your wife is about ready to be raped, what are you going to do? You have yeah. to defend. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, there are situations you don't go looking for a fight. You don't try yeah. to start fights. But if something happens, you it's good to be prepared, you know. Definitely. Thank you for that. Um, this is for anybody who wants to try to tackle it. Uh, here we go. Do we see the fullness of the Gentiles coming in and God turning his attention back to Israel? Mm. Well, we're just about there. The gospel has been preached in almost every corner of this world. Uh, most people have heard the gospel. Um, there's still a few places that haven't, but it's it's really coming quick. And I think, you know, once that happens, then that's basically, you know, the Lord is going to uh, turn his attention to Israel. And uh, he's I think he's already doing that. Yeah. I yeah, also definitely. think there's a very good possibility that the the uh, restrainer, I believe is the Holy Spirit, and I think maybe the Holy Spirit is slowly leaving. Yeah, yeah. He's certainly slowly yeah. leaving these churches, and yeah. when you see this kind of violence happening, that's just crazy violence, then you have to think there's no restraint anymore. These guys are just not restrained. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sandy. Uh, in addition to what you're saying about Israel, which I agree with, um, you know, I think God right now is 
to use a better, I mean, is actually cursing Israel well, because, you know, uh, has been cursed because they rejected Christ, all right? And and they're, they're the, it's a homosexual capital of the world in uh, Tel Aviv, right? So I understand mm -hmm. it. But um, with what Israel's going through, I mean, they're under a, a great, great deal of stress. Uh, that attack really shook the nation by Hamas. You've got other nations threatening. They're shooting missiles. I don't know how well their internal defense to clean out and clear out all these rockets coming. But you got to bet that there's a trauma. That, that nation's traumatized right now. And the whole world wants to kill Jews. Not the whole world. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But uh, uh, many people in the world hate Jews. And I don't think it's going to be safe for Jews anywhere. And I, I think God's starting to deal with them, I, I believe, to get their attention. So I think he's already beginning to deal with them. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, last question. Here we go. Um, let me see. If I, I was overthinking. I was thinking, isn't the falling away making an idol god of their own imagination what we see today foreshadowed by the Israelites and the golden calf while waiting for Moses? Hmm. Isn't the falling away uh, making an idol god of their own imagination what we see today. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. There are lots of idols today. Uh, they may not be the golden calf, but we got money, we got power, we've got uh, political correctness, we've got all kinds of stuff out there that can become an idol. And, we, and you look at these people and it becomes their whole life. Well, that's worship. When it becomes your whole life, mm -hmm. it, that's worshiping whatever you're, you know, you're following. And um, also a big one is self. Self is being promoted like never before. Yeah. You know, and you're making an idol out of yourself. I look at these women with their phones, you know, looking at themselves 24-7. Hey, mm. man, that's vanity of vanities. You know, that's what Solomon was talking about. They didn't have cell phones back then, but if they did, I'm sure the women would have been doing the same thing they're doing now. Mm -hmm. And uh, people are just full of themselves. Yeah. You know, it's me. I'm the most important thing, you know, and uh, it's kind of scary. It's narcissism to the ultimate degree. And that can absolutely be an idol, you know. Money can be an idol. Uh, sex can be an idol. All kinds of stuff. You name it. We have more idols today than ever before. Hmm. Yeah, Israel had a number of idols that they, that they, uh, you know, that they brought in <laughs> from the Gentile cultures. But basically, our idols today are from the Gentile culture as well. It's from the world. Hmm. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets back to what you've been saying repeatedly, Sandy. Is that um, you know when 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 God gave Israel the land, He had a zero tolerance policy for any uh, relationships, uh, social relationships um, with the uh, the adjacent nations because they were so idolatrous that you know God didn't want His people mixing with those uh, for right. the most for the most part. There was minor, there's some exceptions. 
but zero policy. And I think in the church, we've had open door policy, right? Anyone can come in and you can be what you want to be, worship what you want to worship. Yeah. You just come in, have a good time. So we have an open door policy, contrary to God's will to Israel. It's absolutely the opposite of what God wants. And they're doing it because they want to make friends and, you know, they don't want to offend anybody. So they're going to accept whatever they're doing, you know. Um, and, you know, just because the Lord died for the sins of all mankind and died for us while we were yet sinners does not mean he wants us to continue in sin. Amen. You know? Amen. Excellent. Absolutely right. Uh, that concludes the questions section. Hey, Jay? Yes. Can I answer one? Can I answer my question now? Yes. <laughs> Go for it. So I have, I, have, I have two just really quick, really quick. So I just looked them up. Black Point Tactical. Black Point Tactical. Very important. It's a, it's a good um, outside the waist and then, um, or inside the waist. And then Tenacor. T-E-N-I-C-O-R. Those are the two other ones that I have. And Raven. So Raven, Black Point Tactical, and Tenacore. Those are the three. Thank you. All right. Sorry. Thank you so much. Cool. I'm sure that will help the uh, listener that asked that question. Yes. Um, thank you for your questions. Uh, we're now going to go to our final video of this Catching Up with Jacob. And there is a statement that Sandy has graciously volunteered to read. But this video <laughs> has to do with COVID-19. So obviously we cannot show it. When I looked at the mRNA vaccine, I looked at the Pfizer one and the Moderna one, I was horrified. My contention is that there are multiple deliberate toxicities built into these materials. And I can, I can justify that. I ask your audience to think, how is it that their body plays nice with itself doesn't attack itself unless you're unfortunate and have an autoimmune disease. But normally your immune system like they're like uh, military personnel. They stay in their barracks, they don't harm you. But when you're infected or you get a cancer maybe, they go to war. And you know the distinction, how it is that your body does that trick? It distinguishes self, all the things inside your body that are meant to be there, it doesn't attack, anything foreign, anything non-self, it will attack. So when you take mRNA and get human body to make a piece of a foreign organism. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not my dog. <laughs> the, when your body is instructed to make a piece of foreign, non-human protein, every cell that expresses that is now blaring a signal, I've been invaded. Your immune system goes to war and tries to kill it. Every single cell that this material goes into. These could never, ever be safe for a mass market use. If you just give it to mass populations, they will attack their own cells and kill them. That is the reason why you see dozens of different side effects, because it's one mechanism of toxicity, but expressed anywhere in the body, wherever it happens to land. There are many more concerns, but that's, that's my first top one. And you said this was intentional? Oh, yes. All four companies, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, and Pfizer, all chose the same parts of this so-called COVID-19 virus. 
it all shows the same part. They all show us the bit that sticks out the outside called spike protein. So a couple of things here. Um, if I was leading a, a drug discovery team, and I did dozens of times, the chances that my peers in the other company will come up with the same solution is remote to tell to tell the truth. And you would never pick this. Why would you not pick this? We knew from previous work that the spike proteins that stick out from the outside of these microorganisms are biologically active. They can trigger blood coagulation and they are neurally toxic. They should have picked, um, if you believe the story about viruses, and I have significant concerns, but if we just go with the narrative, you would definitely, definitely not pick the part of the virus that is biologically active. And the fact that all four drug companies did it, it's a, it's a black swan event. That yeah. Absolutely. There you have it. That's it. And, and, and it's amazing. There was a Rasmussen poll, and I'll be talking about this on my podcast. A stunning 42% of Americans could likely join a class action lawsuit against COVID vax makers. And, and if, if it were permitted by law, but it's not, they're protected. You know, they're protected by, they you know, you can't protected. sue them. So, yep. So, but, but it, it's it, the, the public, the public knowledge of this is getting, getting some legs. I think Twitter was a, was a, you know, when, when Elon took over Twitter and cause yeah. we know that they were being, you know, suppressed big time, yeah. big time, especially during the election and then during COVID. Yeah. So a lot of people coming to the truth. Yeah. Yes, uh, which we, uh, it, Sandy, uh, we have a prepared statement from Jacob that uh, you have decided that you would like to read or volunteer <laughs> to read. Please take it away, Sandy, and then we'll come back I to the panel. Did volunteer? <laughs> you Don't graciously, uh, graciously said you would. <laughs> okay, this is says it's a responsive comment by Jacob Pratt. And the a title is The False Fear. This interview of Dr. Mike Yeadon uh, emblematically reflects a much broader reality of which it is a mere microcosm. There were at least three of the world's foremost experts on viral immunity from Fauci, whom Fauci's dogs and the m mainstream media sequestered. There were, of course, actually more but these are probably the three most influential names in biomedical science whose impact is most pro prolific. And they were Robert Malone, who initially invented the uh, MNRA uh, biogenic engineering, uh, Michael Yeadon, who has been VP of the pharma pharmacological Re research at Pfizer, and Luke Montagnari, from uh, Pasteur uh, Institute, Paris, who was awarded Nobel Prize for Medicine in 2008 for discovering the HIV virus that causes AIDS. Now, it doesn't matter how hugely credible the scientist is, if they go against the corrupt, corrupt establish, establishment, the dogs of hell will so assassinate their character. It doesn't matter if you're a former U.S. president like Donald Trump or the son of RFK, they will likewise descend on you. One's position, power, wealth, or influence is no match for the powers of the establishment because 
Such are no match for the powers of hell, whose principalities control the establishment. You can be a demonstrable liar like Fauci, a corruptocrat like Biden, a money laundering Iran collaborator like uh, Obama, a proven perjurer like Clapper, or a national security felon like Hillary Clinton and Miley, and you'll get off scot-free like Hunter Biden, courtesy of the corrupt FBI, corrupt Justice Department, dishonest mainstream media and social media, and the demonized deep state. The neo-Marxist tyrant Xi Jinping unleashes the Wuhan COVID virus on the world and lies about it. He perpetrates human rights abuses on an industrial scale, murders people, provokes military conflict with India, the Philippines, and Taiwan, and leads China into an irreversible economic down spiral. Yet Schwab and his devotees at the WEF sing the praises of Xi Jinping and call for his empowerment by the international community. Why then wouldn't they likewise embrace the Antichrist and false prophet, who will be initially able to camouflage flush themselves with religiosity, counterfeit signs and wonders, and pseudo-humanitarian displays of uh, benevolence and pretend value, uh, pretend virtue to make an undiscerning world think that the beast is their salvation? What has happened with the politicized mismanagement and manipulation of COVID and the lies and scandal that derive from it is a sterling example of the fact that a godless planet is in the hands of the one whom Jesus called the father of lies. We exist in a false affair where ver uh, verifiable reality is suppressed, suspended, and displaced by a deviously manufactured narrative that everyone except for Joy Behar <laughs> will, will be gone. And Sonny Hostin and the public, which watched them, knows is a concocted fabrication. Oprah said it so. It must be true. They will applaud the Antichrist and the church will be too compromised, backslidden and apostate to make a difference. I'm sure that the COVID vax hoax uh, foreshadows what is coming. Everyone knows that just as those who warned about the vax predicted on the basis of honest uh, agenda-free science, the vax and boosters cannot be relied upon to prevent COVID-19. Alternative therapies such as herd immunity, ivermectin, and hydrochloroquine, um, supplemented by zinc and possibly antibiotics, were discredited by the liars for hire from the corrupt government and pharmaceutical interests whose recklessness was indemnified by the taxpayers. The CDC, the FDA, the NIH, as with the UN World Health Organization, who, while masquerading as public health vehicles, are uh, political organs and are decisively not the scientific ones they surreptitiously misrepresent themselves as being. Fauci may not die in solitary confinement as he ought to, <laughs> but most likely an eternal fate indescribably worse 
then that is waiting for him and his ilk. There are so many politicians, activists, judges, and prosecutors, Hollywood harlots, and whore masters, and media personalities, Silicon Valley moguls, and news producers and news anchors in hell, that there will hardly be enough space left over for the demons, word of faith, money preachers, and teachers, <laughs> unions. <laughs> it will be so cramped in Gehenna that I don't know where they will fit all of the popes, <laughs> transgenders, and Jehovah's Witnesses. This should not concern Fauci, however. There's probably a reserve place with his name on it, right between Bin Laden and Jack the Ripper. <laughs> In the interim, may the Lord keep us faithful to him. It will be wonderful when Jesus returns, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Until then, the world remains in the power of the wicked one. Blessings in the soon returning King of Kings, Maranatha, J. Jacob Prash. Thank you so much, Sandy. It was like having Jacob here. Right there. Right, right, right here <laughs> with us. Even Sorry, though, I, co I couldn't help but laugh at a few of his statements. Yeah, yeah. He has um, very good humor in some things, of course. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it back to everybody. This is our final topic, winding down. Um, a few years ago, if you were to say any of this, they would not. Doctor Drew, in fact, uh, it was kind of interesting in that video. If you notice, he had a little bit of perspiration right right here on his head while he was talking, mm -hmm. uh, because I think he was one of the proponents yep. for the vaccine. Yeah, and he must be thinking about that that vaccine that he took, as Doctor Yeadon is talking. Mm -hmm. And I, I I'm wondering, this is a question for for the whole panel: How are they going to attack Yeadon to make sure that he's neutralized and what he's saying does not get out into the mainstream? You know, we all know the the, the people CNN. MSNBC, CBS. Nope. How how are they going to neutralize him so that people are like, oh, he's just a quack. You know, the the former head of the respiratory disease of Pfizer uh, is he's just a quack. I think they're going to try to ignore him. Hope he goes away. Don't give him any yep. press. Yep. Although Twitter is now, you know, he's he's all over Twitter. Oh, and uh, and and that's and that's a good thing because. Uh, but it's funny how it's divided. You know, I follow every because I want to know what the enemy's thinking. I want to know right down. So I follow Hillary, AOC, yeah. um, Rashida. I follow every single leftist. It's like, like I, I follow like a thousand people, and, and eight hundred of them are are leftists. And and when I look at their 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 um their Twitter feeds, it has none of this, none of it, none of it, none of oh, it. Yeah, they so, ignore it. Yeah, they ignore it. So you, you know, it just it doesn't, and then and then uh, you know, um, a couple of relatives I'll say are are far far left, and in talking to them, they 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 have no clue of this stuff. You know, I stopped I stopped bringing it up, you know, because they're like, what are you talking about? They have no clue. It's yep. it's it's like it's it's like it didn't happen. And then on our our end, you know, the the conservative, you know right say a little bit I, I try and i try and stay a little libertarian as far as yeah. as far as the uh, politics go but um you know we have it all 
and and it's nuts how you know you're talking to two different people. It's yeah. weird. It's very weird. Two different planets. Yes, it's two different planets. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. it kind of plays into everything that we talked about on Ken's Corner a couple, I think it was last week, Ken. Uh, you know, right now there's conjecture that uh, a lot of these turbo cancers are directly yes. from uh, the spike protein and the mRNA material that are in these vaccines. Yes, multiple, multiple examples multiple examples of, of, of turbo yeah turbo cancers yep we talked about that last week or the week before yep absolutely but well, it's something to follow it's a, I, I don't know when it, it I don't know I don't know how long they can cover it up who knows absolutely well we want to thank you for tuning in to this week's catching up with Jacob I would request that you keep Marco Davy and uh, the team in Australia in prayers doing the Lord's work out there. Uh, obviously, a lot of our brothers and sisters in Australia have been asking for a long time that Moriel visit there. We're just so blessed to have someone like Marco out there uh, to preach the gospel, to, to try to get together and do a fellowship drive, get believers together to, to fellowship in various towns in Australia. Keep uh, David Lister in prayer as he tries to get into Australia, but also for the, the work that's going to be done in New Zealand. Also, we, we would ask that you keep Jacob in prayer as he uh, continues to travel. Right now he's in Ireland, so uh, just keep him in prayer. Give, uh, pray that he has some travel mercies. And uh, also, uh, last request, keep all of us in prayer as we uh, try to do the Lord's work as, as we do. So, Steve, Ken, Sandy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming on, filling in this catching episode of Catching Up with Jacob. Till next time, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Clear. Glad that's over. Good, good job. Uh, very good, good show, Jake. Good show. Very good. Good job. Yeah. I'm going to do it two more times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, Marco's got a good, a very good second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, second is the key word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's right, funny but... is Marco, I'm, when he when he's on the show, he's I'm, I'm texting back and forth with him, and he'll be texting back and forth, talking. He'll be talking oh, to everybody. He'll be just, yeah, he'll just be texting back. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pro. He's a pro. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Yep. I'm uh, I'm flustered when I have to press a a button or two. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, thank, thank, thank God, you know, and uh, I, I, I would be, I would be, I would be below you. I'd be way below you. Well, At least, yeah. We'll, we'll get you up to speed. We can do a couple, you know, uh, live, uh, you know, sessions and get you all, all set up with uh, the streaming software. It's well, no problem. Well, I have, I have, I have. What's funny is I have the camera, and I have the, um, and and I have the microphone, but I, I can't figure out how to use them. I have a camera. I need to come to Prescott yeah. and just yeah, set you, you have up. To come out here. Yeah, definitely. In fact, uh, maybe Let I me... can maybe I can have a layover in Prescott just long enough to to do that. Yeah. Is there an airport right there? Yeah, I'll pick you up. Yeah, I I, I don't know about the flights. The, the COVID destroyed all our flights going in and out. Destroyed them. There was like you know six seven flights a day to LA. Now there's one. So Lovely. yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. Oh, I'll definitely uh, look into doing that. Uh, yeah, maybe early December. 
I'll I'll try to make a flight in, stay for a weekend. Get you and set real up. quick, while I have you, sorry, sorry guys to 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 take up the time, but uh, uh, can you do Sunday instead of tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Can you yeah. just just to, to, just so I can get another day of study in? <laughs> yeah, no more. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll put I it just, to Sunday seven seven o'clock. Seven o'clock Sunday. Thank you. Thank you very much. No worries, Thank Ken. You. Thank you so much. All, All right, right, guys. I will see you tonight. Thanks, guys. Thank you, yes. Sandy, so much for the short notice jumping in there. Yeah, thanks, Sandy, for jumping in. That's awesome. Welcome. And Ken, I'll see you on Sunday. Talk you to you got guys. it, guys. You got it. God bless. God bless. See you, Sandy. See you, Steve. You too, Kenny. Nice nice getting to, to getting to know you better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>